0: The following program deals with controversial subjects. The theories, opinions, and belief expressed are not the only possible interpretation. Viewers are invited to make a judgment based on all available information. Yeah, that's that's pretty bullshit.
1: Jonathan Frakes comes on the screen, wearing what could best be described as business casual attire. He tells us that if what we're about to see is real, it's the most startling film footage in history. Despite telling us that he is skeptical, he boldly claims that this is an actual autopsy. I suppose that's true, except that it's not. And tonight, today, or whatever the hell you're listening to this, you know what to expect. That's right, folks. It's the Meltdown 4, Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction! FICTION! right folks we're back with another edition of the meltdown the fourth meltdown and uh you know i've had brian on for the majority of these so it seems fitting to have brian hasty back
0: on uh brian welcome back man thanks for having me rob uh as we've discussed through the internet um you know in conversation uh this alien autopsy video to me uh during my youthful years was kind of the thing that I most paid attention to uh, in terms of, like, UFO lore in the 90s. So it, it, it speaks to me uh, very specially. So I'm glad to be here to sort of unpack a lot of the stupidity surrounding this.
1: Well, you're the perfect person to have back for this. I mean, this is the conclusion to our Frakes trilogy, which, you know, we had UFOs, the best evidence ever caught on tape one and two. We did that previously. And, man, this one is... It's a it's a doozy. This is I will say this is better put together than the uh, UFO best evidence ever caught on tape video videos by far.
0: Absolutely, it, except for the fact that when you so this is available on Netflix right now, and when you read the description, the description says the docu- this documentary presents gruesome footage of military doctors conducting an alien autopsy in 1947, which was later exposed as a hoax after the show aired. So there's no there's no magic here. There's no mystery. Nope. Nope. Not none at all. But
1: we get to go through the mystery because we've rewatched this again.
0: Brian, you watched this back in the 90s, right? Yes. So I watched it in one of the original airings. And then uh, because it was such a big hit, right? Like it was like appointment television. And it had re-aired to like larger ratings. So I'd seen it twice. And then uh, in the early 2000s, I scoured like all of the P2P services to find the actual um, silent films. So I found like an MPEG file of the like 17 or 18 minute silent film, like the whole of it. Um And then I rewatched it uh, three times in the last, like, month. You clearly have done your homework,
1: and it's clear your admiration for this special is
0: up there. I know it is. I like a well-put-together movie, you know? Like, just give me a good narrative. Give me some really cool special effects. You know, the kind that uh, a guest of the special, Stan Winston, is, like, super amazed by.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get into that, folks. Oh, it's, yes, uh, we are. Oh, wow. So back in mid 90s if we're if we're putting this on a scale of skeptical to like all in you know 1995 Brian where were you when this came out where where was your level of believability
0: Probably like an eight, honestly, because I was younger and stupider back then, right? So I was like 10 or 11. So I definitely uh, believed some degree of this to be real. But the question is, how uh, how would it be allowed to be aired? Because by then, I'd already started watching the X-Files. And I understood that like there were behind the scenes like government machinations. Uh, and so on that end, I was uh, very s- skeptical on one level, but I also just wanted to believe so much that this was real.
1: So you just you you wanted to believe and you were gonna believe you know as as far as you could you were gonna do it you were all in 1995 Brian just here for it yeah
0: exactly exactly what about you
1: I did watch this in 1995 I was a very you know gullible person very gullible uh let's see how old was i in 1995 i was 13 years old i was gullible as hell i bought it hook line and sinker oh wow like the this special effects guy is telling me that that this is uh this is real oh it's got to be real it's got to be real (laughs) i was that wide-eyed kid and oh god it it definitely i've i've matured a lot i've matured a lot over the years so
0: like Fast forward to now, and it's like a, a one or a two in believability, right? Uh, I would say it's zero, just oh, okay. zero, well, zero. I'm putting I'm putting a one or two there because we'll talk about like the recent kind of developments of uh, this whole situation. I thought maybe perhaps you were ready to buy a little bit back in. You know what?
1: I uh, I've got my wallet. I will open <laughs> it up, and um, you know I'll uh, I'll just thumb my money here, and then we'll see where
0: I I put it at the end of this episode. Sounds- I'm totally down for that. Um, So I guess I'll run through like a very high-level quick background stuff, right? Yeah. So this film was presented uh, by two people. So it was released by um, uh, Brits Ray Santilli and Gary Schufield in 1995. So originally, the strange film uh, was released by Santilli who, like, through this, like, really convoluted story was, like, looking for archival footage of Elvis Presley um, and they had met this, like, retired U.S. military, like, cameraman. And so they were, like, thumbing through all of these reels and suddenly they come upon these, like, really strange ones. Ones of something uh, purportedly otherworldly right so uh, in the intervening years from 92 to finally um its uh, production and release in 95 uh they uh, sort of uh drum this up and then uh, get it into the hands of fox and then uh, fox decides to turn this into this whole hour-long or 44 minute long special and what a special
1: it is you are getting the smorgasbord of people you didn't know could be on a special about aliens, and, and I, it's true, folks. If you have uh, like, if you are listening to this right now, you you had to have done your homework. Otherwise, we're just gonna spoil the hell out of this thing for you. Uh, I am fine with that. Yeah, I am uh, w- no problem here. Spoilers. Also,
0: like, who, who the fuck needs a disclaimer for like a like twenty fifteen year old film at this point?
1: Right, exactly, uh, and one that has resurfaced this year, and uh, yeah oh my god uh... we're gonna
0: talk about that later but it's gonna be so much fun but first uh i guess we can sort of describe a little bit of the the uh the film you know in quotes itself right so um a number of roswell uh witnesses and sons of witnesses like jerry uh jesse marcel get talked to uh ray santilli shows up there's a pi there's people from kodak there's stan winston there are uh, there's congressman Stephen schiff there's stan freeman there's kent jeff there's like a whole menagerie of people sort of like tangentially involved in all of this
1: Yes. Uh, now, if this was a carousel, okay, of, of, of these people, which would you climb on the back of?
0: I, I want to know. I'm <laughs> watching this. Who would you climb on the back of? So straight up, I think Stan Freeman's like the sturdiest of everyone there. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> so I think I would I would go with him, like RIP, unfortunately. Uh, I would go with him first. Um, I don't think Stephen Schiff can support the uh, the mass and weight of my thoughts and self. And then uh, the guy from Kodak seems kind of wishy-washy, so not him. Um, uh, Ray Santilli, same thing. I couldn't tell if he had a ponytail or not. I'm convinced he does.
1: Yeah, I it, it, just that angle, you couldn't really tell. But if I'm uh, putting my chips down, I'm going all in. It has to be. It just has to be. Oh. God. What about you? Like
0: like who would you pick to sort of ride around this uh, never ending uh, uh, circle of uh, autopsy bullshit? If I'm like thinking about what I want out of this
1: ride, it's probably going to be William C. Deer, the private investigator. Uh, yes. Just because I th- that guy uh in the way that he was talking, he could probably be a great dinosaur to ride on. <laughs> he really could. <laughs>
0: So, basically, this guy is hired by the production company to track down this mysterious cameraman, right? Yes, the mysterious cameraman. And,
1: Brian, do you remember what the first thing he says about this cameraman is? Uh, no I can't
0: remember like that he can find him is that what it was uh, he said that this man uh, probably lives in Florida oh yes right <laughs> right um, so kind of tangentially and I was doing some research but it turns out that Santilli had um, produced the alleged cameraman for a Japanese TV special in 96 but of course it is that old friend of ours the like uh, the hidden screen right so the uh, yeah. the blacked out man with the disguised voice so it could have been anyone including dear himself as a father. Yeah,
1: like, realistically, they could have just grabbed Rick Doty, you know, hot off of uh, (laughs) UFO cover-up live, and uh, just had him reprise that role, because I I just blame him for so damn much these days, but it's rightfully earned, you know. I think at this
0: point, it's that your guess is as good as anyone's, right? If Mm -hmm. not better.
1: Yeah. I think I'm right on this. You know, he's making more TV appearances these days. I assume, <sighs> you know, Mr. Doty, Mr. I wrote some uh, episodes of the X-Files. Okay. Uh, but, you know, we can, we can leave Rick Doty out of this as far as we can throw him, which is great.
0: I- yeah, he, he can be thrown very far, right?
1: Yes, he, I, I think he can. He could, uh, you know, throw him off of a, you know, just launch him off a catapult or something. That'd be great. A
0: very medieval of you, but I'm into it. I think it uh, the, the the sort of sentencing uh, supports the crimes in which he allegedly committed or not so allegedly.
1: Yes. So uh, I think in, in establishing this video, uh, we kind of got to set up a narrative here of um, realistically, this video wouldn't mean crap if they couldn't somehow link it to the roswell
0: crash so right so they they interviewed these people at the outset and sort of set up this narrative where you know the spaceship had crashed in july 47 and then the idea that like oh you know uh we've seen it to moving like on the back of a truck to a base um and then they they can't even contend which base necessarily
1: right and then you, there's mention of hangar 84 at Roswell Army Airfield where this where alleged alien bodies were there for a day before they shipped them out uh the narrative is not very solid here uh, especially when you've got uh, so many competing narratives you got Kevin Randall claiming you know his stuff which it's really weird when you consider how skeptical Kevin Randall is of most things And then he's like Roswell, well, you know, all in
0: 100%. Yeah, like especially, you know, from the mid 90s onwards, Randall uh, was just, he's very pro this without, I I feel like he, his threshold of like vetting things for this is lower than the other um, cases he's brought forth in his books.
1: Yeah, I would agree. You know, if you read the book he co-wrote about alien abduction, it's just, he misspells names in that book. (laughs) He he, uh, has wrong information in that book. I kind of wish I could track them down and be like, "Listen, you, this is wrong. You you spelled it wrong. Get it, get it right."
0: So, so, do you want to make a call out now, Kevin Randall? If you're listening to this meltdown, uh, email or you know, a uh, tweet at Rob or DM him. Yeah, you know what?
1: Head on over to my website, ourstrange dot com. You can find whichever way you feel like
0: contacting me, and uh, you know, we'll we'll hash this out. Right, so they use this like whole Roswell narrative as an excuse to show the video, which is smart of them, right? Because if they had shown it from the outset without any context, without like an engaging, you know, and I use engaging in quotes, a uh, story, it's a lot harder to get the audience to sort of buy in, and that wow factor is kind of lost if you just show this like black and white footage and go, you know what, this is it, guys. We're not sure where it's from, how it's, you know, here, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, and at this point in 1995, you actually have developments. Kind of in the Roswell case where you have Stephen Schiff petitioning Congress or not Congress, but like the Air Force to release files relating to this crash. And then it becomes this whole like media circus kind of thing. And then a report is issued in late
0: 1994. So, you know, it's very it's very on point. Yeah, he gets really horny about the idea of, like, approaching Mm -hmm. the authorities all about this. Um, And then he was a frequent guest at the time, or not frequent, but he was a regular guest on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell at the time, too. Mm -hmm. Always popping off on there, always trying to search for, you know, um, the truth and wanting uh, the authorities to be held responsible. And while that is all nice and dandy, I don't think that's how it actually works in the real world when you want to uncover things like this.
1: No, it, it does not work like that. and. As I've said before on many a podcast, truth is so subjective when it comes to this shit that it – how do you even know what you're getting is actually good? So, And we still are in this point these days where – We're still buying stuff, hook, line, and sinker. At least some people are, which we'll talk about later. Um, Yeah,
0: because I believe you know, uh, time is just like a a nature of like very uh, cyclical uh, kinds of facts and ideas coming uh, to the forefront of society. So,
1: yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Now that we've set up our Roswell narrative, we have. Ray Santilli coming in the documentary now. And, of course, he's a documentary filmmaker. He owned a music and video distribution company. And we're led to believe that this time he was buying rock and roll footage from the 50s. And magically, this cameraman had <laughs> this really bizarre footage that he just had to see. And lo and behold... It's the alien autopsy video. Wow.
0: the The funny thing for me is that, like, it it sounds. He says it very casually, like, "Oh, we were looking, you know, at folders and things, and just just happened upon these images that could be, you know, uh, changing society as a whole, you know, forever."
1: Yeah. Thus ensues the debate between sides as to whether or not this is real. We've got Jonathan Frakes be at the beginning and end of every commercial break, just asking questions, like Jonathan Frakes does. Oh, so brilliant! I love it he That man <laughs> can ask a question better than anybody has ever asked questions. I love it so much, really good. yeah,
0: uh, he is really, really good at sort of like throwing things out there and then like letting him stew for a while and then cutting to interviews,
1: yes. Yes, he's so damn good at it. I, I, I could use more Jonathan Frakes, to be honest.
0: Yeah, like I need him back, you know, on a television or on a streaming service just asking me the questions that I care. You know, like, does Bigfoot exist? Have you ever had your bike stolen? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you like Chinese food?
1: Yeah, we we need him to ask these questions for us because clearly we've been asking these questions and we aren't getting any answers. So
0: that's what we need. We need answers exactly so rob in you know uh being a scientific man and things like that and uh i was sort of interested so i sat down and actually did a whole um uh, viewing of this just timing the amount of time on screen that they're showing the actual autopsy footage and it clocks in at about nine minutes and 40 seconds so unlike a lot of these modern specials that save it for the end of the last five minutes this was like literally sprinkled through the 45 minutes um uh, airing of this which i found was very interesting I mean, so the most intriguing thing to me, and I, I guess we can kind of like walk through. If anyone has never seen this, you know, it literally is an autopsy. Like they're looking at this like uh, gray alien body lying there. There's like a kind of like weird damage uh, to the alien's leg. Um, and the funny thing for me is that they blurred out the sexual organs. Yes, yeah. Without well, determining that they were actually sexual organs.
1: That 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 was their call, and um, you know, Fox being as as PG as it was back in the day. We gotta blur those out. Just does, gotta blur those
0: out. Does that make us like human sexists that we like we uh, impose human standards on an alien body like this? I think so. I, okay. I do. I okay. definitely
1: think so in this in this case. And I think they just saw. Well, that's where the genital region is on us. So we just gotta, you know, <laughs> you know, cover right. it up.
0: It- just, like, taping things on, like, the butts of animals at the same time, giving them, like, butt flaps. You know, yep. it's, it's kind of on that level. Um, even though, like, they, um, some of the people watching the footage said we don't see um, uh, reproductive organs um, anywhere seen when they're, you know, pulling uh, bits of body out. And what you're getting
1: in this special, folks, is, like, you don't have a lot of time to stop and think about this footage because you're getting a different view very quickly just this this person has this to say about uh, about the video and then we go over to this person so like the first person that really talks about the video aside from Ray Santilli William C. Deer the private investigator that assumes that the cameraman lives in Florida and uh, he has a uh, board with a list of just random things that they associate with this man one of the things on that list is polio i <laughs> it's just randomly there polio
0: got him got yeah. him my friend <laughs> yeah oh yeah
1: he's definitely he's definitely got him uh but we we can't focus on this for too long and realistically that's because he didn't find him at all we we, we don't know who the cameraman is for all i know it could be ray Santilli himself
0: Well, I mean, so we'll talk about, like, the the post, everything that happens, like, after the airing of these things. Um, But first, a couple of things that I sort of, like, wanted to point out and contextualize is that, like, uh, even though, like, this is firmly a fake, uh, it is a well-researched fake in that all Mm -hmm. of the uh, instruments, uh, the clock on the wall, the gear that the people are wearing are very of the time period.
1: Yes, very of the time period, and the film itself is actually of the time period, so...
0: Whew. Right, so the the Kodak rep said it's either... I can't remember what the dates are. It was like 37, 47, 57, or... He said
1: 20 se- it's like a 20-year cycle. Oh, it's 20 years, right. That's yep. what it was, yeah. 27, 47, 67. So uh, the, the film matches up, kind of. It could have been shot during that time period, so...
0: Well, the thing is that, like, the film was produced during that time period, not necessarily shot during that time period, is what I'm understanding. right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is a different differentiation, but at the same time, uh, probably the most credible part of all of this, I think, at that point.
1: Yeah. I will say, uh, hearing about how, you know, one of these alien beings in the Roswell crash was still alive, and hearing about how one soldier hit it in the head with the butt of his rifle was kind of, <laughs> it was really, it brought down the mood significantly.
0: Um, do you remember the... Uh, the? Um, the sort of like a video surveillance footage of the victor alien from around the same period yes i do the singing alien yes 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 exactly um uh similar looking shape of alien but definitely uh the head was a little bit different than that too um so they should have gotten these people to make that
1: yeah they should have and uh, and i mean uh going back to how well produced this thing is not only is The setting and the film, you know, really well done. so is the alien, given the description that some eyewitnesses have come forward with for this alien. It's pretty close to the way it was described by the eyewitnesses that saw it.
0: So and also um uh, Stan Winston uh uh you know visual effects uh, wizard and his team who all stand around him during a lot of the critiquing uh the parts of the video um, he uh seems to hedge his bets and then he's like it's either this real or I want to hire the person who created this.
1: Yes, yeah, I think he's just looking to add new members to his team because uh the, the guy uh that was standing in the back with that hair that was curly and curled up um, it was kind of
0: blondish. He was kind of freaking me out. Um, yeah, he was very intense in the way that he uh, was just watching this footage, uh, uh, almost, um, either like, uh, desiring to be with the alien or desiring to want to create an alien.
1: Yes. Or, Really having like just deep feelings about this alien and the clear injury it sustained to its leg.
0: Yeah, yes, a very, yeah, uh, uh, an amount of care being shown, I guess. Um, I, let's pay them as a humanitarian, sure.
1: Yeah, I, I would, um you know, I'd, I'd say that. That's so fairly accurate.
0: Who looks the worst in all of this, like when you watch the special? Who looks the worst? Yeah, um, just look I'm not saying like physically but just like who comes off as like yeah, you shouldn't have done this.
1: I think Stan definitely does not look good uh, on this just because like he kind of f- flips flip-flops while we're watching the special. At first he's like, "Oh no, I don't believe this." And then it's like, "Oh no, I this is this is totally convincing. <laughs> I want to I want to hire the man that designed it." Dude, what side are you on here? yeah pick it's either
0: alien or fake and like it's got to be either or dude you can't just you know uh flip-flop like that the thing is that like when Ray Santilli appears you know he's kind of a a slimy kind of guy given his history and the way that he's presenting all this so you can't fault him uh for coming off a certain way when that is what he is
1: another individual that I don't think comes off very well is um Cyril Wecht um yes doctor yes doctor uh, You know, back in the 90s, early 2000s, this was the guy on TV that made, like, uh, doing autopsies, like, really cool.
0: Yeah, like, I love all the shots of him walking. Yep. Like, I trust that walk to solve a, you know, like, a mystery.
1: Yes. But he is 100% convinced that this is, like, an actual life form of some kind.
0: Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, kudos to whoever created this. We'll get to that in a bit. But, uh, you know, kudos to the person who created this because you fooled uh, Autopsy Man. You
1: did, yes, you did fool Autopsy Man, so congratulations to the designer of this. Um, And the way that, uh, because we had two people from this kind of background talking about this. The other one was uh, Chris uh, Melroy. They kind of bolstered in a way, and this wasn't really championed by anybody at at this point, but they were kind of championing
0: Nick Redfern's theories almost right and it was kind of weird to see that uh brought up and then not unpacked at all because i guess it didn't necessarily fit into this like neat 45 minute narrative they had going on
1: yeah exactly and i don't think either one of them would have been qualified to really talk about it since it's not their kind of area of interest it's just hey we we handle dead bodies we do shit to them.
0: (laughs) very factual stuff right there
1: yeah yeah exactly uh Cyril, he had an interesting observation, and he concluded that this could be a person with uh, Turner Syndrome. So. Right.
0: Yeah, so a, a known medical malady that isn't really seen in modern times, but uh, still can present itself very, very occasionally.
1: Yes, but uh, the the fact that this uh, alien creature had six fingers and toes on uh, each hand and foot, you know, kind of stymied him a little bit.
0: I appreciate an alternate theory, though.
1: Yeah, I do. I I do uh, it's sorely needed and it was definitely needed for this thing if just to make it a little bit more interesting.
0: And I really like the energy as we discussed before that William Deere, the PI, had brought to all of this, a very vigorous approach to wanting to discover this cameraman and then not uncovering him. Do you think that he was aware and like knew that this was all sort of a ploy, but you know, kinda of went through the ringer anyways?
1: It's getting his business out there. So That's I true, I yeah. think so. I I definitely think so. He was very enthusiastic about it. So, I mean, if you're looking for a PI, you couldn't find anybody any, you know, more enthusiastic, I think.
0: But he also didn't deliver.
1: No, but I I didn't <laughs> think he would and I think that also just kind of serves the point that this cameraman that doesn't exist
0: so let's get into the evolving story of the alien autopsy film right so mm-hmm. uh 95 so 92 95, production airing uh and then uh, uh 2006 oh, april um so sky uh broadcasting uh, corporation which is in the uk is airing um this other documentary presented by Eamon holmes and then uh he manages to corner Ray and and uh gary shufield and then the admitted uh Um, That their film was actually not authentic, but a reconstruction containing only a few frames from the original films that they had uncovered. Um, They explained that uh, the cameraman or whoever's in possession of the film um, had asked a vast amount of money and they cannot produce it in time. By the time they finally got back to the film, a lot of it had rotted.
1: Yes, the film was real, but we had to reshoot it, basically.
0: You had to because you want that integrity right there. You want to make sure that it's seamless alien action.
1: Yeah, we need that, and there's no better way than to just sink some money into this, making everything as authentic as possible. Something that was convoluted to begin
0: with just got more convoluted. But the crazy thing is, like, you think after this, like, it's kind of like a, a case closed. The, you know, the door's closing on this whole chapter. Uh, we're walking away from all this. Uh, clearly a fraud. These guys keep changing their story. Why would you admit this? It just makes you look stupid. Uh, you know, and just it keeps getting worse and worse as the time continues, though. Do you
1: think it's just because you still, after all this... You gotta get, you gotta push those VHS's, man. You gotta push them somehow.
0: <laughs> so I actually bought a DVD of the Alien Autopsy um, a special, like a bootleg, in like, uh, I think 2010, 2011, just because I wanted it. So while Angelo was buying uh, Alanis Morissette
1: bootlegs, you were buying Alien Autopsy bootlegs. Yeah, the real hardcore shit.
0: Yeah. uh, Versus Angelo's seventy dollars Alanis uh, bootlegs. Yes, that he probably doesn't even listen to anymore. No, because now you can find them on YouTube for free, right? Just like this video. But I didn't pay. I think I paid like ten bucks or something. So I wasn't like a you know I wasn't running a money order out to any of this. Um, and just sort of to come back to all this, like uh, I don't know if you've seen the entire seventeen minute film on its own mm-hmm yes okay so like viscerally c- super cool to just throw on a television and watch it's kind of spooky yeah it's it's very spooky especially since there's no sound exactly so as a bit of film it very much works but as a like a, a a document or an artifact um sort of falls apart as we'll get into even more after this but uh just the quality of um what they managed to produce was kind of shocking given the circumstances and their budget
1: uh you had this quote from um Time Magazine in uh, 1995 uh they declared that uh the film had sparked a, a debate quote with an intensity not lavished on any
0: home movie since the Zapruder film wow yeah. wow yeah okay so uh Zapruder film JFK assassination uh is that more believable in your heart of hearts than uh, this clearly <laughs> faked alien autopsy footage or are you just uh, letting all of these theories ride together—it's
1: fun to let them ride together and exist in one space, which is what I love about this it's special. It's just—I'm—I'm I'm getting so many opinions thrown at me at one time that it's not—and and some of them are just just downright batshit.
0: Um, <laughs> i do think that that is a very interesting point in that um it informs the viewer of their thinking options right which isn't always the case when it's these specials that they're trying to drive one narrative and obviously on one level they are they're trying to tie roswell into this fake footage but the idea of what you're supposed to think about it um and like differing viewpoints is kind of interesting when you kind of consider a lot of the media that is now created with's very singular pointed and you're kind of led to want to think about a uh, something in a certain kind of lens
1: at one point you have uh what was it alan uh... Uh, Davio yeah, Davio
0: Davio yeah yeah
1: you know he he's a cinematographer and and I think like his most at that point the noted film that he had worked on was E.T. but he uh he claimed it was a hoax because you know for a couple reasons one being that the camera went in and out of focus which Dr. Roderick Ryan a f- a former Navy combat cameraman disputed that by saying well that was the technology back then. It seems to kind of fit with that, and then Davio, he talks about
0: focusing too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Davio comes back and says, "Oh well, the, he doesn't get any good camera angles." And Roderick Ryan comes back and says, "Well, he doesn't want to get in the way of the people conducting the autopsy." So that was a fun, like, very passive aggressive, uh, <laughs> you know,
0: argument. I- I mean, I did get to learn about how a, uh, you know, someone who films uh, combat scenes sort of thinks, which was, I think, like, the genuine takeaway from all this is that, like, uh, in in war, uh, you know, (laughs) focus pulling is difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so But speaking of uh, of cinematography and et cetera, let us uh, jump forward in time to another 10 years. The year is 2017. 2017. And mm-hmm. a man named Spiros Malaris comes forward. And so uh, he claims to be the director of this faked footage. Um, and then he revealed that all of this alien topsy stuff was shot in a North London flat with a model made by a man named John Humphreys. So if you look up his IMDb, you can find things like Doctor Who. Um, and then he was also involved in the 80s show uh, Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. Um, And so uh, Malaris then, uh, and this was kind of big in Ufology a couple of years ago, he appears on stage and he does this one man show and he reveals all the secrets. He brings out all of the instruments and then all the props. He explains how the alien body was built. He uh, then... Uh, strangely, though, it makes sense, I guess, um, splices in bits of alien autopsy footage with a uh, college baseball game uh, from 1947 from Roswell, New Mexico, to sort of show how um, this kind of stuff could get spliced together um, in a believable kind of way. It's
1: the oddest one-man stage show that you've ever seen, for <laughs> one, uh, because like you're p- revealing how you created an alien prop.
0: Wow, which is which is kind of cool, and I think that like this is definitely the nail in the coffin to this entire story. I, I would think, rationally speaking.
1: Well, I mean, whew. you would think so, but but Brian, it's holy, f- it's f- 2019, and guess what, buddy? That videos that video is back at the cons, buddy. They're bringing it back. Fuck. Yeah. So,
0: despite the Santilli, um, you know, admission in 2006, the Malaris admission in 2017, with a bunch of the proof that appears, um, and I guess, like, we to play, like, a true, um, you know, a UFO note, I'd say, well, you know, Malaris is obviously a plant. He's been uh, provided and furnished these things by the government to discredit this video. That's the level we're at right now. But as you just mentioned 2019 uh you know um so a bunch of dr edgar mitchell rips uh, archives were reportedly leaked over the last couple of months and in there contained a very interesting little memo oh
1: memos ufology 2019 is memos from the 1990s right now that's this that's where we're at fucking
0: memos (laughs) And that's the crazy thing to me is that in 2019, we're reopening this debate that clearly had ended years earlier, but no. Um, So a memo written to our friend Bob Bigelow. uh, No, no, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Big Money Bobby
0: Bigelow. Sorry, I apologize. Big Ranch, Big Time, Big Money Bob Bigelow, um, written by Eric Davis, which we'll get into in a sec, uh, stated that uh, CIA scientist Kit Green had analyzed the uh, autopsy video in 2001 in a 2001 memo and said that it was genuine. general u why. Woo! So... Eric W. Davis of NIDS fame, uh, you know, to the Stars Academy Connected, Eric W. Davis, and also the same man who dropped a report in 2009 prepared by the Defense Intelligence Agency. Uh, Rob, do you remember that little report about wormholes where there is a man in a dinosaur diagram just hanging out?
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's a man who's uh, he appears to be talking to a dinosaur through a wormhole, and that dinosaur is waving back at him. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. So Eric Davis um, is reporting to Bob Bigelow, big time, big money. Bob Bigelow, all about how Kit Green, the CIA science dude, um, claims that the '95 video is actually legitimate and matches up to a film that Green had been previously shown at the Pentagon in the late '80s. Huh. Is
1: is there any way to verify that, Brian?
0: Well, yeah, obviously we need to go to the, you and I need to go to the Pentagon.
1: Yeah. Are they going to let us in?
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll just flash a smile and say, listen, like we are cool. Um, I am not an American, though. I want to be one. So let me in. And uh, can I speak to Kit Green? Oh, he doesn't work anymore. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Kid, we, we, uh, you know, look at his work, you know, whatever you got stored here. Uh, This uh, 1990s memo sent me.
0: So stupid shit being cyclical, I think is a, like that's a prime example of this happening right here. Because clearly, twenty years ago, we were wowed, and you know it was fun to watch. Uh, it may have been real, and then like as time passes, like our rational mindset sets in as more proof appears. But no, we just in twenty nineteen, especially in ufology circles, like we toss all that shit out and just say, "Hey, you know what? This could be a fake of a real of a fake of a real."
1: Yes, and it's so it's so twisted at this point that we just don't we don't know shit now. We don't we don't know shit. All we know is that Jonathan Frakes is asking us questions.
0: Uh, Also, what gets me the most angry with all of this, I think, just on a personal level, is that uh, Linda Mulden Howe comes out and agrees with Dr. Kit Green's assessment. Um, And I think that's all you really need to know about the whole like, uh, you know, uh, Bob Bigelow, Eric Davis, TTSA kind of uh, melange of of, uh, conversations happening from like 2001 to now.
1: Mm. yes the uh the woman that claims that bigfoot is coming by ufo to rip open your cats yes
0: the the woman who charges 60 bucks a year for earth files uh which i do not want for christmas as an fyi rob just saying like if you're thinking about getting me a subscription um save your money buddy
1: i am writing that down get <laughs> but- brian earth
0: files <laughs> but it's just so angering to me that um and you and I have these larger conversations sometimes about how a lot of um the things we see on especially Twitter these days are just um unverified standing of a lot of the stupid shit that have been put to bed previously um through like very rational means like this isn't speculation like it's easily provable that like this whole entire endeavor was faked
1: right, and it's people looking for information but not putting that information through any kind of scrutinized lens it's just it's there so it's gotta be real
0: <laughs> i think i described it to angelo as like a uh, you know a, a child enters a playpen and there's like an action figure but then there's like a crappy knockoff version of it yes and like the kid plays with both because it doesn't matter
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely uh and and i think we should note that if you want to know who eric davis is and you have read Uh, the hunt for the skinwalker he is that unnamed uh scientist that has like all the psychic shit happen to him
0: that is such a good point that i didn't think to bring up yes absolutely yeah go grab that book but then again the book is uh well i guess we can should we plug the book like is it a book that is worth reading uh, i think
1: i think it is worth reading um just to you know just well, to was- understand what the the uh legacy of Skinwalker Ranch is at
0: this point. Well, I was, I was more so pointing to the fact that like it's it's co-written by George Knapp, who himself is involved with a lot of the Bob Lazar Area fifty one stuff. So you know what I mean? Like I'm just I don't know. I don't know if I wanna like uh, you know, in the same way that like uh, uh this video uh, to some people would be the same as the Stan Romanic WoW video. Oh god. Fucking Stan Romanek. <laughs> you know, a convicted asshole, uh, Stan Romanek, uh, uh, may he get what comes to him, uh, in this life and every other life for the things that he's done, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, but the idea that like that video and this very well produced fake, um, can be measured by the same standard by a lot of the people that we do see on Twitter is very, very angering to me.
1: I agree. Um, you know, apparently all information is just good information. Flock. It's a flat circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go read uh, Flatland, bitches. <laughs> uh,
0: so two other things I want to talk about before I forget, right, is the idea of how this was viscerally mocked in the X-Files twice. Yes. yes. So the season three episode, uh, Nisei uh, has Fox Malter watching like a really shitty Alien autopsy video and then like Scully kind of comes in and makes fun of him for it. Yes. And then oh, later on great. in the same season, uh, one of your favorite episodes of mine, you know, Jose chungs From Outer Space. Yes. Also has a an autopsy show called dead alien exclamation point truth or humbug question mark, <laughs> yes. So, is, I so love the great. title. I yeah. love the title. Yeah, uh, but to me, like that is that is the appropriate reaction to something like this.
1: I agree. I I mean, if you watch Jose Chung's from outer space, it's basically it pokes fun at this uh, the UFO phenomenon. Like by and large. Through and through. I mean, you're getting um, uh, a mockery of
0: the cover of Communion on it. So great. Exactly. Um. Also, to note, were this to be released as an episode of the X-Files in 2019, I feel like the TTSA bros would be very angry at being attacked.
1: They would take social media on the reg. Oh, man. So many <laughs> shitty hashtags. Like, how many pictures uh screenshotted uh notes that they've written <laughs> do you think you'd be seeing right now if that was the
0: case oh dude dozens dozens and like and like the four panel ones where it's like and then it's like one of three and you just got to keep going to the end and the end is just like fuck the x-files fuck sjw's you know like etc etc cetera, et cetera.
1: yeah like and then you just kind of would be like you know twitter threads exist in 2019 can we just you know go with that put,
0: yeah put it together guys like i don't need to read your screenshot apology or your screenshot rant like just be smart about it
1: in fact your your screenshot rants like i don't want to read them like i want to read this in real time not something that you wrote like yesterday or five days ago or whatever and, and then just decide to to screenshot it i'm worth more than that god yeah, damn like, it we want
0: that fresh content
1: yeah fresh you know nowadays we're getting fucking wormholes with people talking to dinosaurs and <laughs> and fucking all sorts of these cyclical claims of metamaterials yeah metamaterials it's a fun word to say metamaterials it's
0: the uh it's a
1: buzzword of 2019 metamaterials
0: yet yeah, no one wants to invest money in being able to identify what these materials are at the same time right yeah it's kind of weird isn't it so it's so strange. I'm um, just backtracking a sec. So in preparation for this episode, I was like, hey, Twitter. Uh, so Ray Santilli is on Twitter. Um, he is his, his, amazing. His account, his account is protected. Oh, of course it is. Um, so I'm very mad at that. I don't know what to do. I tried following him. Uh, it sat there. He also joined in 2009. So chances are he may not have, uh, you know, um, been on there for, I don't know, five or six years at this point, probably.
1: That's uh, probably a fair assessment, I would say.
0: Ray, um, if you're out there uh, at Brian Hasty, just go ahead. Let let me join into your world. Just slide into his DMs, dude. Just do it. I I wish I could. If I could, I would have sent him a DM. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Ray Santilli, slide into his DMs.
0: What do you What do you think Stephen Schiff in 2019 would have tweeted about? Like, were he still in the limelight? Like, what's his Twitter style?
1: What is his Twitter style? I, you know, maybe. Part Bernie Sanders, part Tom DeLong, probably.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, probably good use of hashtags.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably overuse of hashtags. Like really pushing that 280 character limit on hashtags.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, before I forget, uh, William C. Deere is on Twitter and he's active. Is he? Yeah. So he, uh, So his bio is William C. Deere, a private investigator, has worked all over the world on predominantly homicide investigations hot damn uh nothing about aliens or ufo though i i took a quick look because he has 140 tweets total and so i'm kind of sad his most recent tweet was on april 11th about a trailer from emilio estevez um make that what you will oh wow Um, because i was kind of hoping to see some hashtags here you know what i'm saying just like show me some hashtags
1: yeah, we need some, uh, we need a lot of hashtags, and... The,
0: the best thing would have been, had this investigation been ongoing, he would vague tweet about all this going on, right? Like, I'm in Florida right now, what am I doing here? <laughs> and just, like, a polio, question mark, on the case?
1: Yeah, it's just really pushing that polio shit over and <laughs> yeah, yeah. over again, like, I I... I... You know what? Uh, you know who he reminds me of? Daryl Sims. He really reminds oh, me of Daryl yeah, Sims. yeah.
0: That's such a good comparison, dude. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> like, you know, Daryl Sims, he's the alien hunter. Uh, William Deere, he's the uh, identity hunter. He's going <laughs> to hunt that identity down.
0: But he didn't, and that's the problem. But the only thing is that Daryl usually wears a kick-ass hat, whereas William Deere, no hats, really.
1: Get that man a hat, you know, like the guy from Bender and Bender. If you've never seen those commercials, he's the uh, number one uh, disability advocate. So if, if you need to uh, get paid, go see him. Uh, but yeah, a hat would we, help.
0: What if? OK, so what if we started GoFundMe, right? And yep. we pay them to stock each other. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This because Daryl Sims probably likes money. Let's not like let's not lie about this. He's you know, he's the alien hunter, but he's also probably a people hunter.
1: Uh, I would think so. Like He definitely seems like the kind of guy that has 20 copies of the most dangerous game in his house. Yep.
0: <laughs> like all the pages are torn and marked up with like marker yes. and
1: highlighters? Yes. Um, and maybe like the 64 variety of crayon. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I would like to read from his Twitter buyer, if I may. Yeah. Uh, right 38 ahead. plus years as alien abductor, abduction investigator tracking physical evidence discovered alien fluorescence alien implants many x-files former cia oh okay
1: so like if you put former cia on your twitter profile that automatically disqualifies you as a trustworthy individual
0: bro you are active cia you you don't leave the c like you don't leave the company capital c
1: no like your hotel california you can check out anytime you like but (laughs) you you can't leave
0: um so yes we're gonna put some money down william c deer daryl w sims chasing each other in the night um we'll say that they're both alien abduction witnesses
1: um yes i fuck i'm i'm gonna write a novel i'm writing a novel. so we're gonna add to this right
0: rob one more layer we we call in a remote (laughs) viewer to track both of them
1: yeah yeah can we get ingo swan on this shit ingo fucking swan get him In the building, like, uh, who the heck was that fucking, like, you remember the story from back in, like, the, the the 70s where the government brought Ingo Swan in to spy on whatever aliens were on the moon, and, uh, you know, he, he saw them and the aliens saw him and it freaked him out. (laughs) Yes. I forget the name of the agent, he had, like, one, it was just one name, but... We need that guy to track down Ingo Swan, bring him in. Oh my God. Fuck. We just wrote a fucking Rob, action this is thriller.
0: Absolutely. And they're all against each other. And then the only thing we give Ingo Swan is nothing else because you're supposed to give them like clues or whatever. We yeah. give him a picture of Jonathan Frakes and nothing else. <laughs> And we're like, (laughs) you know what to do. You know what the fuck to do. Yeah, and uh, we're going to need Richard Hoagland in here. Uh, Oh, dude, absolutely. Uh, And so strangely enough, to bring this full circle, right? So a lot of this, that um, the Davis uh, memo was from Edgar Mitchell... Um, and so Edgar Mitchell and uh, Richard C. Hoagland had this whole debate about like uh, aliens on the moon for a while, and it was kind of like this ongoing thing. So it's just all like this really shitty web of stupidity, just kind of uh, you know congealing and coalescing at different times.
1: It's the this web is so interconnected that God, man, how, how can we survive and how can we exist without? the existential crisis that is awaiting for us
0: <laughs> we should just join mufon at this point fuck it right Let's i mean just, I've, you know. i i've done it before i i guess I know, so i'm saying fuck it why not at this point if we're willing to believe everything out there oh shit you know sorry dude i i know we've had this discussion but i think it's time to dive back in oh god no.
1: <laughs> i guess i i guess i got my you know six dollars a month
0: oh, fuck <laughs> Um so what is the big takeaway of all of this f- for you? Um
1: it's that there's a video that uh, on it appears to show <laughs> a
0: uh alien this, autopsy. This feels like the audio version of a man padding a book report to meet a word count. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally what it sounds like right now.
1: <laughs> there's uh there's a video and um it
0: purports to show
1: I wouldn't use purport, that's a big word. Um it's um Oh yeah. no, but
0: you're hitting you're hitting up like synonym.com for this.
1: Oh right, right, right. Um It purports to show an extraterrestrial <laughs> on a table and there's doctors around and they appear to be uh doing an autopsy. Um how's that for uh sentence structure
0: you're passing don't worry about it dude like i'll i'll talk to the teacher you're passing
1: oh oh, good deal um (laughs) uh, beyond that i don't know what to fucking think
0: about this fucking video honestly like it's it's a cool cinematic piece but beyond that like there's nothing to it no matter what people on the internet want to tell me in 2019
1: yeah uh why are we selling belief in something that's clearly been hoaxed
0: Bye. Yeah, that's that's literally what this is right now. I, like and I was saying before, like the nail in the coffin was was there. The final nail was nailed in 2 years ago and yet yes. we're still we're still here. We're still here talking about the dude who loves to show you pictures of dinosaurs and men cohabitating
1: we're still clearly talking about somebody who put Stan Winston to fucking shame. The guy that created the goddamn dinosaurs for Jurassic fucking park.
0: It's true. It's yeah. true. The man, a man who worked on Dr. Who and Max Headroom, uh, uh, you know, uh, checkmated Stan Winston.
1: I mean, does this call into question the Patterson Gimlin film at all? Oh yeah.
0: All of it, dude. Just let's throw it all on the table at this point. And just go through with a fine tune cove or like, not even a fine, t- like just a sledgehammer. So like
1: everything that that we uh reviewed on UFOs the best evidence ever caught on tape it's out the window now because except of for this that, fucking except- video
0: Except for that Israeli Kibbutz uh, flying house <laughs> one, which is by far my favorite. And it's just like, I think you shot a house sideways without realizing it. I think
1: you were stalking somebody and you just decided <laughs> to take video footage of their fucking house when you were drunk one night. Yes, I think that's what's happening here.
0: <laughs> it's like Angela and I had covered this story on an episode of Double Density, like in March, I think, where someone had like uh, filmed a streetlight for like three hours. Because it was moving ever so slightly, but it was because, of course, the person was holding their phone camera kind of oddly. Camera angles, folks. It's the best, so important. The best correction to an article I've ever seen. <laughs> Just, It was straight up like it was identified as a street lamp. Like, cool. Thanks uh, thanks for that. So that is why I put very little stock in a lot of these um, um, different uh, single camera events, I guess. Like, for example, you and I have talked about this and we're planning to perhaps do a show about the, the – um, Mexico City uh, flap in the early 90s, as well as the number of, like, sheer amount of videos shown and shot during that time that kind of corroborates a larger narrative. So I'm more willing to believe something like that versus, like, I shot a street lamp or, you know, uh, yo, I paid three guys to dress up as, like, 1940 surgeons to, like, cut open uh, cow parts.
1: Jaime Musan has, like, 10,000 videos. God. Damn it.
0: He just he just can't get around to digitizing
1: them. Don't worry about it. He can't digitize them. And he's too busy focusing on alien mummy
0: hoaxes. I just I picture him smoking in a back room like with one of those like classic, uh, you know, uh, analog to digital decks, just not getting anything to work. And just like like for like five years straight being like, fuck, like, every night between 10 and 11, he tries to get this machine to go and it just doesn't go. <laughs> It's just, and nobody will show him how it works. So, okay, so here's a theory, Rob. You ready for this? Yeah. He's he was peddling the stupid fucking mummy slides in the you know to uh, uh, make money to get more decks. <laughs> um, I don't we're think starting, Jaime Musan
1: deserves that much credit, but I'm a Patreon for him.
0: I respect that kind of hustle, Brian. Every month he will post a new video. If we start a Patreon for him, every month. Every month, no matter what it is, street lamp, you know, child running with like with those LA gear shoes that light up in the night. like oh, anything really. Yeah. I mean, can we, uh,
1: you know what? I, folks, right now, this is what I want. I want somebody to produce a UFO video that is a light up sneaker flying
0: through the air. Somebody do it right now. That would be amazing, and it's also super easy to do. If I had a child, I would steal their sneakers and do it, but I don't, um, for very good reasons, yeah. uh, because I would make my child do this.
1: Yeah, exactly, and um, can somebody get me a goddamn ri- video of a rod in 2019? I need <laughs> a
0: rod video. Can we do a, a whole meltdown on, on Jose Escamilla slash the rod phenomenon? Because it is one that still to this day makes me laugh, because it's called uh, uh, Focusing.
1: We will definitely hit that up at some point. We should do a
0: Zapruder-style film on that. Just, like, freezing frames, really going in-depth.
1: Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this. You heard it here, folks. Rods, they assassinated JFK.
0: (laughs) The sad thing, though, is that, like, so we joke about that, but 2020 is right around the corner. And if in 2019 we're still dealing with the alien autopsy video... What are the chances that rods uh, become like a preeminent uh, source of discussion in oh, within the next year? Oh
1: man, that's that's a good point. So, all right, well, well, let's um list out some things that you think will come back. Oh, shit. Now, now in 2019 that have not been in. Uh, so yeah, we've we've got back the alien autopsy video
0: convicted pedophile stan roman video of the alien in the window
1: uh yeah that's gonna come back and people are going to believe it more um, the mj12
0: documents there by the way it's kind of like the lost like books of the bible there's like a lost appendix guys and it's on its way
1: yep it's coming it's coming folks it, it, it's <laughs> coming
0: the eric von daniken truther movement
1: yeah yep yep it's coming the belief that the government had authentic footage of a ufo landing and aliens getting out and they sold it to disney who sold it to robert emmenegger yep that's that's <laughs>
0: that's for real uh, i'm it, it that is even money my friend i'm not betting against you on that one
1: no it's it's got to come back i i mean i bought emmenegger's book like a couple months ago so it, it, that i'm i'm gonna begin that movement again yeah. that so that sounds
0: like a descent into madness
1: it, it is it is but i mean he's got good information in there what you know
0: regardless uh bob lazar of course is ongoing and i feel like he will come to even more prominence in 2020 as a spokesperson for everything alien despite um his rather dubious claims uh you know at basic science
1: yeah and uh folks this is uh early september if you don't know already his autobiography comes out later this month
0: and also the september 20th uh roswell uh, area 51 raid sorry not roswell but the area 51 raid yep thanks bob
1: lazar thanks thanks for that <laughs> you may have warned them not to do it but this really is all your fault and george knapp we're gonna, yes yeah uh, obviously uh
0: yeah uh skinwalker becoming an amusement park maybe in 2020
1: an amusement park i dig it and like uh i think Ryan Skinner is probably your your MC out there doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's let's just go with that. That's perfect.
1: You know, you know, as long as we don't have to hear about his his ex wife, you know, like just get over it, dude. Just get over it's it. It's true.
0: It's true. Uh, what else can we bring up? I know John Teeter, the time traveler, comes back twenty twenty. He jumps through time.
1: Yeah, I mean. Something's got to replace that one time traveler that ended up crying and telling us that uh, he made it all up. Uh, <laughs> so we got to make oh. up for that.
0: Speaking of time travelers, Andrew D. Basiago comes through once again. Uh, Eric D. Basiago 2020.
1: Um, yeah, Andrew D. Basiago. He will be elected president in uh, 2020
0: my favorite thing is he went on uh art bell show right before Art bell died and like had the balls to say art i've seen you in the past and then described something that's like easily searchable and like art was like oh that's amazing but you know when you listen to the those kinds of episodes you know that either he is genuinely stunned and lost it or he's playing a game with andrew because andrew was very very into the idea that he had already met art bell in the past
1: well i mean he's met art bell in the past he's met barack obama in the future or the past i can't remember but uh, fuck man he's just he's met everyone he's met Uh, everyone
0: uh, a critical reevaluation of philip class's work in 2020 oh no No. sorry sorry dude sorry i know that unfortunately angelo's not here so we can't you know uh rag on him for that one but it's fine. Philip
1: Class's work is like the the goddamn alien version of the book of fucking revelations are you kidding me right now (laughs)
0: Uh, he needs you to blurb whatever you know uh, collection next comes out of of his. I'm, is he alive still? Who Philip Class? Yeah, no, he died in the nineties. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so the next time that there is a collection of his written works coming out, you need to blurb the front of the book. No, you know who does Angelo. We will get Angelo. You know what? To blurb yeah, let's that. do that. Maybe we'll force him to do homework since he wasn't here, and we'll force him to write like the back cover copy of a Philip Class collection.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's gotta it's gotta happen because you know. Early on in Double Density history, if you want to go back, I believe it's like episode six, he does say that Philip Class was, quote, not a bad guy.
0: <laughs> I think, and like subsequently we talked about this, I think what he meant to say is that he was a man serving his country. Which seems very strange.
1: If yeah, he's serving sure. his country, he's serving his country for disinformation purposes.
0: Well, he is the OG disinfo-agent, right, so. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, that's how I've pegged him my entire life. And if you own a single—and I mean this—a single filth class book, what are you doing with your
0: life? I yeah. have one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have you explain here, Brian. Uh, what I are picked you doing? Picks up for five cents. What are you doing with your life, Brian? O- opposite, opposition research.
1: Opposition research. It's called the know your enemy defense. The know your enemy defense. We don't, I feel like our
0: friendship is eroding like right here. We right don't now.
1: ascribe to that in <laughs> ufology, Brian.
0: It's not it's not the way that we do things. I apologize and uh hang my virtual head in shame for that. <laughs> Could you like
1: redact some pages in that thing? You know, that'd be I great. actually haven't
0: I, I've never actually like thumbed through it properly. I think I might do that within the next week and prepare to get some DMs.
1: Okay, uh, is there any pictures in it? Do you think?
0: I don't know. I, the thing is, like, it's sitting. i It's been so long. I I would assume so. A lot of these books of the of the time had pictures. That was one of the selling points.
1: I mean, can you can you have a UFO book and not have pictures in it? Like, Ooh, some. That's a good we need question. Some- we need some, uh, you know, sketches of some UFOs. We need Dude, some... Yeah, if
0: you don't have, like, a pen or, like, penciled sketch of, like, uh, what the craft looked like or what the area looked like, is it a real UFO book?
1: Yeah, No, it's not. Not, not in my estimation. I mean, if you want to phone it in, you could put the Falkville Metal Man in there if you really want to, And but...
0: I'm kind of interested. So uh, when you get Bob Lazar's book, let me know what's in there, picture-wise.
1: I I will. I I will send you photos of some photos in a book. And uh yeah,
0: I, I think my rule with that one is if I find it used, I will buy it, but I will not directly line that man's pockets with money.
1: OK, I, I can understand that. I'm I'm going through a, a corrupt uh, seller in Amazon
0: to uh, oh, purchase perfect. it. So e- even better, like yeah. enjoy it, you know, like just really just rub it in his face. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm going <laughs> <sighs> to. Oh,
1: wow. So, I, you know, I think we've I think we've gone through the ringer. On this, yeah. um, I, uh, so you know, Alien Autopsy, Factor Fiction. Brian, would you recommend people watch this
0: once? I would say watch it once to get an idea of what ufology in the '90s looked like. If you if you wanted to know, I think it's as a historical document, it's cool. As a factual um, piece of ufology, it's pretty crappy.
1: And uh, you know that kind of definitely reflects ufology by and large in the 90s for the most part it was riding the wave first of um alien abduction reports because we were still riding high on that uh up until the mid 90s when we were riding high on roswell so yeah
0: like roswell and then like conspiracy culture you know taking the forefront Uh, you know like a man like a comedian richard Belzer can put out a book about ufos
1: yeah which was very um weird
0: yeah, I felt like someone just interviewed him and just wrote down what he thought, and then, like, here's a 220-page book, guys.
1: Yeah, like, fuck. Why, <laughs> why don't people do that anymore?
0: Seriously, if you're a celebrity and you're not putting out a UFO book, like, you're missing a revenue stream.
1: Yeah, I mean, so much so that Jim Mars, you know, definitely rode that bandwagon
0: r.i.p. jim mars uh you know uh, like writer of the uh smorgasbord i guess would be the best way of playing like alien agenda which is kind of like the like ground zero tone for a lot of the stuff that exists including alien abduction the chupacabra um you know end of the world predictions etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: yep it's um he, he was uh he, he was here for it and god bless him
0: <laughs> that is such a good way to end this right there
1: yes so uh Brian where where could people find you and uh, double density and I guess Angelo if you want to plug him
0: I guess I could I mean like I'm here repping the both of us since he was uh, unable to uh, uh, attend this and be the voice of reason though I feel like we we're all very reasonable about this uh, yes you, you, you can find double density over double density net as well as on Twitter double underscore density and on Instagram where we post pictures of UFOs occasionally uh, which is a double density podcast you can find me on Twitter at Brian with an I hasty uh, tweet at me all day. I don't really care. Go for it, guys. I mean, he'll he'll respond. I will respond. Uh, my DMs are open, uh, just like every uh, you know uh, paranormal journalist uh, I follow says in their bio.
1: Yeah, DMs are open. If you want, uh, you know, in depth discussions about alien culture, if you want it uh, about uh, the MJ12 documents, or uh, in yeah, this if anyone case- has,
0: if anyone has the lost MJ12 documents, I'm in search of those. Uh, let me know, guys. Yeah. Come on.
1: Yeah, like, get, throw throw a bone to the little guys. Let us get a little <laughs> of that notoriety from pu- publishing this shit on the internet.
0: And then, you know, uh, endless Twitter wars that follow.
1: Yes, the endless Twitter wars. We won't
0: even vet the documents. Let's just put it out there because we'll just do it like everyone else. We just won't even vet things.
1: Right, right. Uh, instead, well, uh, if we're going to do this authentically, we need these documents um, as uh, a role of film. You know, because you took pictures of them instead of actually sending the documents.
0: Yeah, and also, like, the roll of film, uh, we need a picture of the roll of film, right? And then we also need a PDF of a scan of a scan of a scan.
1: All of this, like, this is how we're bringing UFO disclosure to the masses, so.
0: I feel like you and I could pull off a pretty convincing fake if, if we really felt like sitting down and doing this. I think so. We won't because I like I don't care enough to spend time doing this, but uh, it's always in the back of my mind, like maybe we should try and see where this goes.: UFO hoax 2020.
1: We're coming at you. Uh, yes, yeah, so um folks thanks for thanks for listening to our in-depth look at the alien autopsy factor fiction video. Folks, have a good night.
0: Thanks for having me on, Rob, by the way, before oh, I forget yes. slipping Thank that you. in.
1: Thank you, Brian. Thank you <laughs> for coming it's on. It's always
0: a fucking joy to hang out with you, man.
1: Yes, always batshit crazy. So,
0: All right, I'm going to go read some Phil class.
1: hey go, go read some Philip Ass, and <laughs> uh, folks, you have yourselves a good night. What if?
0: What if? What if the alien is real? Let's consider. He was an explorer, perhaps a scientist crashed and died on a distant blue planet, light years from his home. A frightened race of beings found his lifeless body, performed experiments, and hid the results. Why did he come to our planet? What went wrong? Obviously, his own mission failed. But in his death, he may have delivered the most important message mankind has ever received. We are not alone. I'm Jonathan Frakes. Good night.